Welcome to Speed Talking with Fora, a weekly debrief that keeps you up to date on the latest trends in travel. Here's your host, Henley Vasquez. Hey, everybody. I'm Henley. I'm the co-founder of Fora. I hope everybody had a fantastic holiday weekend here in the U.S. There was lots of turkey eating, lots of football, and lots of naps. And now we are entering into what is typically a very busy season for travel. It starts in December, picks up around the holidays, and then it just keeps going. January, February, March, April, really, we're going to be on a sprint probably through next summer. So what we wanted to talk about this week is stopover travel. Now, before you fall asleep and I say stopover travel, I'm going to phrase it another way vacation within a vacation. So stopover travel, what is this? This is a trend that not only do we see picking up, but actually statistically it is, and countries are saying that they're seeing lots of guests traveling this way. So stopover travel is, I'm on the way to one place, but my flight lands somewhere else, and I'm going to stay for a day or two to see that destination. So again, we call it vacation within a vacation, and let's talk about the places this is happening the most. So Iceland is the obvious one. Our friends over at Conanast Traveler actually said that the introduction by Iceland Air of the stopover program really helped relaunch tourism there. We've actually seen, according to Iceland Air's 2023 survey, a 70% increase in extended stayovers while people are on the way to somewhere else happening since 2019. So this is really exciting for Iceland. Tap Air, which is the Portuguese airline, also has a program which allows you for up to five nights in Lisbon or Porto. You can see a lot of Portugal in five nights. And Finnair can let you do the same in Helsinki. So this is an official program that lots of airlines are doing. However, you really don't need an official program to make this happen. I just came back from Asia. I did it myself. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about Asia because, again, data-wise, we're seeing this as something that's coming up a lot for travelers and clients that are heading to Asia. Okay, so where are you going and why? I did this in Bangkok on my way to Bhutan and back. We're also seeing a lot in Seoul and Tokyo. What are the benefits of this? These are really long flights. When I got on my flight to Seoul and they said it was 15 hours and 30 minutes of travel time, I wanted to cry. This is a really long time to be on an airplane. If you land and you get right back on another one, that's a lot. Also, work opportunities. If you've been on that airline, which I was without Wi-Fi for that long, you may feel very behind. Take a break, step off, check into a hotel for a minute, see a city, and also catch up on your email so you don't get fired. Other things, really, it's a way to explore a spot that you might not see otherwise. So you're on your way to Vietnam, and you stop in Seoul, and you actually get to see an entirely different country and entirely different city on the way. It's a great way to maximize your vacation dollars, which is important given how expensive everything is these days. Now, the hubs in Asia that we're seeing happening a lot of this is Seoul and Tokyo. Why? Well, let's see. They are the places that are the most affordable ways into lots of Asia. So Hong Kong, Singapore tends to be more expensive to fly there. Seoul and Tokyo, more airlines flying in and out. So it tends to be also the more affordable way to get to Asia. You have so many good connections from both of those. I've been in Asia a couple of times this year, and both times I've done either Seoul or Tokyo. And then same with clients. We're seeing a lot of this. So these are the spots where you're on your way. You get a break and then you continue on to wherever you're headed, whether it's in Southeast Asia, down to Bali, or further or afield into Bhutan. Now, we've talked a lot about the pros, why to do this. What about why not to? Well, time constraints, depending on if you have that extra day or two you can add to your schedule, obviously that's one thing. And also, you don't want to risk missing a flight or losing your bag along the way. Pro tip. If you have a lot of stuff that you have to bring, check one bag, bring the other as a carry-on that you need for that next leg. So I did this. I brought a carry-on for the stuff that I absolutely could not live without. 
without, and then I checked the one that it was okay. It got a little bit lost along the way, which one of mine did, but showed back up luckily. So that's a really important thing to keep in mind that if you're stopping over, there also is that shuffle of the baggage. But honestly, to me, it's so worth it. And let's talk about the hotels where you should be staying while you're doing this. This is the fun part. Okay, you're going to Iceland. Where are you staying? Well, let's see where four advisors are booking. The Reykjavik edition. This is such a good addition to the scene. The addition is the other place that people are staying is the retreat at the Blue Lagoon, which is a totally different thing. The retreat, the addition is going to be in town. You're going there. You're seeing the city, doing some adventure. The retreat at the Blue Lagoon is totally spectacular. This is you're floating around. You're doing your spa stuff. You're getting over your jet lag, which remember the jet lag in some of these places can be pretty rough. Actually, that's another benefit that I really like about the stopover travel. When you get that extra day. You're so pumped to see what you're going to see because you have a limited amount of time. So you're going to get out there and do it. You're not going to nap. And that really helps for getting adjusted to your new time zone. Okay, Bangkok. You're going to laugh, but the Novotel, which is the airport hotel at Bangkok airport is actually really great. I only had a few hours layover on my way over, but it was a nice spot to get an hour of sleep, take a shower. It's actually a great hotel and it's right there at the airport. So if you want to stay close to the airport because you think you'll go into the city and come back out and get there on an early flight the next day, Novotel is actually a great affordable option. If you're going into the city, which I did on the way back, check out the Kimpton. It has the coolest rooftop bar in town, gorgeous rooms, and it's a great spot to get in also in a walkable area so that if you want to see a bit of the city, but you don't want to face that famous Bangkok traffic, Kimpton's got you. Now, Seoul. Okay. The most frequently booked hotels that we have here are the Grand Hyatt and the Four Seasons, two excellent options in Seoul when you're on your way. And then Tokyo. All right, Tokyo, is there any city? Well, okay, London, Paris, and Tokyo. So many good hotels in this city. The ones that we see our advisors booking most, Mandarin Oriental, the Park Hyatt, the Intercon for something a little bit more affordable. And then actually, I have to say, notable mention to the Amon Tokyo, which is one of the most spectacular hotels in the world. And also one that we actually were booking during the pandemic. So even when Japan was closed, we had some clients who were traveling there, who had family living there. And the Amon Tokyo was the one that we were working with a lot. So that's one that we see it up there in our data. Um, and for good reason, they were pretty hospitable, even when the country was pretty hard to access. Portugal, luckily, a bunch of our advisors were just there. So our advisors were there. What we see afterwards is the bookings follow. Two biggest hotels that we're booking right now are not biggest hotels. They're actually quite small hotels, which is one of the things we love so much about Portugal, because it's full of really cute boutique hotels. These two are newcomers, Sublime Lisboa and the Rebello, two of our advisors' favorites and ones where we see lots of bookings coming in. And then Finland, less people going there, but if you are going, Hotel St. George is the one to check out. Okay, to wrap it up, what are the pros and cons of the stopover vacation or the vacation within a vacation? Okay, you're going to make it a little bit more complicated. You're going to have to worry about checking in and checking out somewhere else, but you get to see a whole new destination. You get to force yourself over the jet lag. And you get to have bragging rights that you hit another country on your way to a different trip. So I'd say overall, this is a pro, not a con. But remember that it can get more complicated, which is why you need to have a Fora advisor to help you with this. This is not a place to be winging it. Contact a Fora advisor will help you figure everything out to make sure your trip goes smoothly and you have two great vacations for the price of one. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Don't travel too far before hitting follow and subscribe. Check in next week for the newest episode of Speed Talking with Fora and our take on what's currently happening in the wild world of travel.